Are you ready to take control of your life? Overcome the obstacles that have been holding you back. I'm Dr. D, and welcome to Quitting is Not an Option, a podcast that inspires and empowers you to reinvent your past and revolutionize your future. I know what it feels like to be held back by past failures and setbacks as I myself lost a multi-million dollar business, home, investments, and marriage due to the bad acts of a CFO. But I rose from the ashes and recreated a new life, and now I am an accomplished author, gifted speaker, consultant, and life coach. And each episode will cover tips and strategies to overcome adversity, overcome fear and feelings of failure. We also have experts and special guests who share their inspiring experiences to support you every step of the way. Together, we can help you find joy in your journey while positioning you towards success. Let's get started. Homelessness is a condition of lacking stable, safe, and adequate housing. People can be categorized as homeless if they are living on the streets, moving between temporary shelters, including houses of friends, family, and emergency situations or accommodations, have no permanent house or place to live safely. It also means internally displaced persons who are individuals compelled to leave their places of domicile, who remain as refugees within their country's borders. The U.S. government homeless enumeration studies include people who sleep in a public or private place, which is not designed for use as a regular sleeping accommodation for human beings. Homelessness and poverty are interrelated. There is no methodological consensus on counting homeless people and identifying their needs. Therefore, in most cities, only estimated homeless populations are known. In 2005, an estimated 100 million people worldwide were homeless, and as many as 1 billion people live as squatters, refugees, or in temporary shelter, all lacking housing. We must remember that homeless people are our friends, brothers and sisters, our relatives, aunts and uncles, our parents, and even our children. Homelessness in America can't be explained in facts and figures. Why? Because numbers tend to depersonalize a very human catastrophe occurring in slow motion in cities and towns all across our country. Yet, statistics do tell part of the story. Every night, more than 300,000 men and women and children in the U.S stay in homeless shelters, and an additional 200,000 or so spend each night unsheltered, whether on the streets 
or in other locations, such as subway trains, vehicles, etc. Families with children represent 30% of the U.S. homeless population and an additional 6% are adults under the age of 25. About 20% of homeless people in the U.S. are considered chronically homeless, 66% of whom have no shelter at all. The toll that homelessness takes on individuals, families, communities, and society touches every aspect of our lives. California, which has the highest number of homeless people in the country, will spend nearly $6 billion through 2025 to expand its Medi-Cal program in an effort to prevent homeless people from relying on expensive emergency room visits for medical care, as well as to keep them out of jails, nursing homes, and mental health crisis centers. Joining us today is Mr. Kevin Arnold. Kevin was born in Knoxville, Tennessee, and used sports as his way of excelling in school. Along came his history teacher, Ms. Ruby Bird, who played an essential role in his life as she got him to think about what his life would be like in the future. She encouraged him to focus on his academic education, and he was able to graduate high school in the 11th grade. He was awarded a full academic scholarship to Clark Atlanta University. While matriculating there, Kevin met a city councilman named John Lewis and later became an aide to the councilman overseeing his constituent services. Kevin coordinated John Lewis's congressional campaign and his historic win in Washington, and he later became president of the Clark College Alumni Association, where he was a participant in the consolidation of Clark College and Atlanta University. Kevin served as a national lobbyist, which got national legislation passed against the stop execution of people with mental problems. He later started his television show, Focus on Atlanta and his public relations company called Public Relations Specialist of Georgia, where he specialized in 24 types of public relations. He is currently the executive producer of Focus on San Diego and owner of Public Relations Specialist of San Diego. The issues he is now focused on are voting rights and homelessness in San Diego. Welcome, Kevin, and thank you for joining us today. Also, I'd like to welcome our PFAM and many thanks for tuning in to Quitting is Not an Option. Kevin, welcome. We're glad to have you. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here with you. Beautiful. What is your agenda with Focus on San Diego? Well, Focus of San Diego is a live television show that comes on once a week in San Diego County and Oceanside. And the focus is on politics, entertainment, professional sports, economic development, arts and culture, 
and community issues. So every week we have a different guest on it. It could be a person who's an elected official. It could be someone who's doing something exciting in the community, or we may just go out in the community and interview people on issues that we're concerned about. Right now, we are focusing in San Diego on homelessness because San Diego has a very large homeless population and recently it has increased. What prompted you, Mr. Arnold, to get involved with homelessness? Well, I went to college in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, Clark Atlanta University. And when I was in college, we noticed that there were a lot of homeless people in Atlanta. And the problem with Atlanta, Atlanta really treats their homeless population very bad. And since I work in government, I work for John Lewis. He had a very strong issue on dealing with homelessness. So our office kind of got involved so he could provide different funding for homelessness. And so that's how I got involved with the homeless population. When you say Atlanta treats their homeless very bad, how do you mean? I mean, they, if they're standing on the street, they are given a ticket, and the second time they'll lock them up in jail. At that point, they didn't have any kind of program to deal with the homeless because there's really three issues the homeless people are facing. One of them is that a lot of homeless people have mental illness. And so they are dealing with these mental illness. And a lot of times when you see homeless people, they talk to themselves, they don't know where they're at. It's that mental illness that's kicking in. The other issue is that they are economic issues that are facing them. Some of them don't have a source of income. They don't have a way to find a place to live and stuff like that. And the third thing is the cost of housing. There's no affordable housing for homeless people. And San Diego falls in that because in San Diego, there is no affordable housing. And the climate is very nice. So they know if they come to San Diego, they're not going to be getting too cold. So that attracts homeless people to San Diego. How long have you been a homeless advocate? Going about 25 years now. During that 25 years, do you see an improvement? You know, what exactly have you seen as you span that 25 years? Is it getting better? Is it worse? What are the situations? Let me give a plug for San Francisco. London Breed is the mayor of San Francisco. What San Francisco did, they passed something called a Measure B. Measure B created 30,000 new affordable housing units for the homeless population. And a part of that, they created a mental health program. So, same example, if a homeless person decides they want to enroll in the program, they have to accept the mental health part of that. And then they create, the second part they create is the jobs program where they help them develop skills and jobs. So I left San Francisco in 2019 and the homeless population was really bad. San Diego's is worse than San Francisco now. I was back in San Francisco last year and you could see the big difference of this Measure B. And Measure B, what it did was it created something like $50 million. And the money could only be used to address the homeless population. So I think San Diego is gonna have to do something similar because shelters is a temporary fix. The way to get homeless off the street is create housing. Get them in a house where they can gain ownership. 
that's the way you're going to be solved the problem. So creating housing, what part does that play in your own vision and mission to combat homelessness? You know, I've been working with the regional task force in San Diego on homelessness. We bring together companies like Target, Best Buy. I present to them why it's better for their company to get involved. Because I say, if you don't get involved, the homeless people are going to be at your stores. Your customers are not going to want to come there. So you have a stated interest in this. You know, this year we had maybe about 10 corporations. And there's a place called Father Joe's. It's runs by Catholic Charities in San Diego. And we put together these different corporations and we had an event and they donated like $350,000 and it went toward the homelessness. And as I told them, I brought together the team. 100% of everything we raise goes to homelessness. We don't accept no money because everybody that does this is a volunteer. That's wonderful. And so with that being said, do you have a commitment from these corporations to go do the same thing next year to follow you and follow this cause and just commit to staying with it? Because it's a temporary or at best a quick fix, right? They agreed for 10 years. We got them signed a 10-year agreement. So they agreed for 10 years. The mayor was there and he's very excited because The carpet community, the business community is very upset about the homeless population in San Diego because they is running their customers away and they're losing revenue. So they are very supportive of that and they have agreed to raise $1.5 million through the business community to go along with what we're doing. And so what would you use that $1.5 million for? We let the politicians determine how they're going to use it. All we do is put it together. We let them determine where the money goes. So since housing is the number one solution to getting people off the streets, I certainly hope that a good percentage of that is going to go to housing. Well, I think so, because in the last three months, San Diego has created three new affordable housing units for homelessness in San Diego. Uh, downtown on Pacific Highway, they're moving in 200 homeless people in their own apartment. So they're moving them into their apartment. They just created an affordable housing unit in Italy. Italy is a pretty expensive area. So there's a company out of D.C. All they do is specialize in affordable housing. They came to San Diego and they developed this affordable housing unit. And so the only people that are going to be able to get it is the people that fall within a certain income level. They can't make over a certain amount and they have to be homeless. You mentioned San Diego having the great climate and I love San Diego. It's beautiful. What is outside of the climate? What is another cause of homelessness in San Diego? We got the immigrants or people who are migrating there just to relax in the climate. But what else causes San Diego to be high in homelessness? Well, you got the border, so you got a lot of drug use. That drugs are coming from the border, and once they come from the border, they definitely they come to San Diego because San Diego is right next to the border. So what you find is you find out a lot of homeless people that are a drug addicted. I mean, fentanyl is an epidemic in this city, and these folks are on this fentanyl so bad it's ridiculous. And once they're on the fentanyl, they they become like a mummy, looking 
any place to get that fentanyl. And once they get that fentanyl, they get struck out on it. It's hard to get them off of it. And what percentage of the population is homeless in San Diego? Probably about 20%. 20%. And what you're seeing is a lot of women and families that are homeless. The women didn't got with the guy. The guy didn't got him strung out. The children are caught in the middle. And so San Diego is focusing a lot on families, homeless families, getting them off the street, getting them in places, getting them treatment. Because you see a lot of young Hispanic, black women, white women. Race plays no distinction. I mean, their age is like 18 to 45. So now you mentioned that 20%. Is that a high rate in comparison to other major cities in California? Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you ever been to L.A., L.A. is a lot worse than San Diego because they got Skid Row up there and everybody lives Skid Row. It's basically homeless. So San Diego is right behind L.A. San Francisco was number one. Now it's number three because they are doing some innovative things through London Breed. She's an Afro-American mayor in San Francisco. They're doing some very innovative things in San Francisco. And San Francisco made a commitment to address the problem. The governor of California has made a commitment to address the problem of Gavin Newsom. So we see some improvements slowly. Homeless is not going to be cured in the next 20 years. It's just an epidemic. But we got to chip away at the problem. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what percentage of your time is focused on homelessness opposed to voting rights? Me, you know, I'm a public relations company. I have a television show. I give maybe uh, 15% of my time to this issue. I mean, uh, doing the course of a month, I'm probably spending about a week working with my team, telling them this is what we're going to focus on, attracting new sponsors. And then once we have some successes, we bring the news media in so they can help us share our story. And we're trying to get homeowners to understand that they have a stake here. Because if we don't deal with homeowners, these folks is going to be in your neighborhoods and your neighborhoods are going to be run with with crime, with drugs. So if you don't step up and get involved, the problem is going to be at your doorstep. So we are seeing the neighborhoods slowly getting involved. Kevin, you know, I often think and I think about this quite a bit. I often think if everyone adopted a homeless person. What impact would that have on our world? Every household adopted a homeless person. What are your thoughts regarding that? I think that is a noble idea, but I think most people are like, if if I bring them into my neighborhood, this is what's going to happen. You know, they operate on the stereotypical behavior and they, they read in the newspaper where a homeless person in San Diego, in East Village, a homeless person stabbed a person to death in East Village. Now, East Village is a pretty expensive place to live. And so people see these stories and they say, you know, I don't mind giving money. I don't mind saying I can help, but I don't want them living with me. or I don't want them living in my neighborhood. So what can we do as everyday Americans to assist with this issue? Everybody, I know giving and donating is number one, but someone who doesn't have the means 
And if they do have means, what else can be done to support this issue? This is a crisis. Yeah. Well, they can do a number of things. They can volunteer at a homeless shelter. They can donate some of the basic things that homeless people need are socks, underwear, T-shirts, clothes. They can go in there and they can do employment training if they have an employment background to help these people show them how to go to an interview and stuff like that. There's little small things that you can do. Every little bit helps. So, you know, because when you go through Father Joe's, Father Joe has a program for homeless folks. So when you get in there, they got to follow rules. They live on the street because they don't have to follow no rules. But if they go to Father Joe's, they got to follow the rules. And this place has a very high success rate of getting people off the streets into affordable housing. So, you know, there's a lot of things you can do. So go there and say, look, I want to volunteer to help cook some food. I want to volunteer to be an advocate. So when you go before the city council, when you go before the state legislature, I'm willing to go and speak on your behalf. I'm willing to write letters to my senator or to my representative, to the governor, saying we need more money for. So there is a lot of creative things people can do. Kevin, with that being said, I know um, this is an issue in a lot of people's mind, and that is people crossing the borders and just showing up. What impact is that having on our ability to take care of our own homeless population? D, I think first you take care of home first. You know, you take care of your home first, and then if you take care of home, then you can help somebody else. But we got to take care of our folks that we have here right now. And I understand that people that are coming from other places have serious problems, but we have serious problems here. And so let's take care of our folks first, and then we can give a helping hand to somebody. Let's do that. But we got to take care of home first. You heard it right here on Quitting is Not an Option. Mr. Arnold, please tell the PFAM how they can find you. There are a number of ways you can go to us. We have a YouTube channel. You can go to Focus on San Diego. You can look at any of our shows on our channel. Or you can pull up my name. You can go to my Facebook page, my YouTube page, my Instagram page. You know, we have all kind of outlets. Or you can just look at cable TV in San Diego. If you live somewhere else, you have to actually go to YouTube because you're not going to be able to get San Diego. But our YouTube channel is the best outlet to see all our shows. Once we show them in San Diego and Oceanside, we put them on YouTube. So you'll be able to see what we're doing. And if you want to get involved, send us a message. Say, look, I saw you guys on San Diego. How can I help? And then we will really direct you to the people that can use your services. Beautiful. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us today and shedding light on homelessness in San Diego. I want to thank the PFAM around the world for joining us as well. And allow me to leave you with Proverbs 1917, which says, whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord and he will reward them for what they have done. Again, thank you. Take care and be safe. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. I hope you found today's episode valuable and inspiring. Remember, you have the power to reinvent your past and revolutionize your future. If you want to continue on your journey towards emotional freedom, 
and achieving your full potential, be sure to visit drdcarol.com. That's D-R-D-E-E-C-A-R-R-O-L-L.com for more resources and information. Again, thank you for listening. And until next time, remember that quitting is not an option.